Welcome to Untying Knots, Minds and Souls Untethered with Perry Clark. This program looks at mental health from unique perspectives and shows you how to manage your life by finding the knots that help you and stay away from the ones that could be a disadvantage. Now, here is your host, Perry Clark. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Untying Knots, Minds and Souls Untethered. So I want to start off with a disclaimer. I want to remind everyone that this is not a substitute for a mental health relationship. I do recommend that you find a therapist that is in your area to work on your unique issues. This podcast is for entertainment and educational purposes. So today I landed something that I had been so looking forward to and someone that I have enjoyed watching uh, on the video on demand and what's known as the tabletop role-playing games. So, and this came because I actually happened to know her, their brother, who was supposed to be on this podcast, apparently is off, I'm going to say probably sleeping in this Sunday morning. It is my, and I'm getting tongue-tied here, <laughs> uh, distinct pleasure to introduce Terry Gamble, who is a Los Angeles-based sales and marketing strategist, podcast, SAG and AFTRA actor improviser, graduate of UCL, UCLA, graduate of Harvard University and of the Second City Hollywood Conservatory, a 2019 recipient of the MBC and Universal Bob Curry Comedy Fellowship for sketch comedy and writing performances. Uh, Terry is a founding member of the Diversity Higher Comedy, a seven-person BIPOC improvise and sketch comedy team. They write and direct and produce web series and sketches and comedy improv videos. They have the original web series Saved by the Improv and March Content Madness. 28 comedy videos culminating in the launch of of the inaugural Diversity Higher Comedy Short Film Festival. Uh, The team is presently working on their first TV pilot and can be found at www.diversityhire.com. Terry is also the co-host of the Horror Movie Survival Guide, a weekly horror movie podcast that takes a deep dive into the different genres, related films, fun interviews with horror creators and celebrities. Terry is also a co-host of the Black, Our Black History with her brother, Brandon Gamble, who is the one who's missing right now. Uh, we'll go ahead and keep ribbing him a bit for that, where they interview different folks about what it means to grow up and navigate the world while black. And as I said, how I particularly first was introduced to Terry, uh, she's an avid D&D or Dungeons and Dragons tabletop role-playing gamer and can be found on various podcasts, streams, and uh, channels on Twitch and YouTube. She's also been a part of the um, Part of comedy greats uh, shows starring opposite of America Ferrer on NBC's Superstore, uh, Ed O'Neill on Modern Family, and Cap Dennings on Dollface. So she's got a, quite a list here, and it's just quite a, I say, quite a coup to get her. Uh, so, Terry, welcome to Untying Knots. Oh my goodness, Perry, what an intro. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm happy to be here and excited to chat with you. My brothers told me wonderful things about you too, and how you all met with the Black Psychologist Association and mm-hmm. the work that you all have done. And I uh, love everything about that. So I'm, I'm happy to be here to chat with you about everything. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, because one of the one things I always wanted with this podcast was to be able to also talk to creatives. And especially as being a geek, uh, blurred, or blurred, nerd, bleak gamer, yes. um, when it comes to dealing with mental health, for those of us that are of color, we often get lost in the lost in all of that. And to be able to talk to a black creator who is of creating content, not just for everybody that, but especially has content that speaks for us as people of color was very much something that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. So let's start with the step of question. How did you find yourself into all of this? Oh gosh. Um, I have been a creative person my whole life. My, you know, I was making shows and making things up with my brother since I was, since I could talk almost probably before I could talk, there's pictures of us like recreating Bible stories and, you know, like doing mm-hmm. shows for our parents, you know, um, very, very young. Um, I fell in love with acting and cinema and theater and all that. Um, probably when I was like four or five years old, I saw singing in the rain and I was like, that I want to do. I want to sing. Mm-hmm. I want to dance. But I grew up in a very conservative religious household and they were like, well, 
those are not necessarily things we we're going to support, but we, we, we like that you're creative, but how about you play piano and do gymnastics instead of singing and dancing? And so oh I did that until I couldn't anymore and, you know, got into community theater and, and started singing in church and, you know, performing in other outlets any way I could. Um, mm -hmm. And then I found myself in my undergrad at UCLA. I made it into their theater program, which was pretty competitive. They only taken, I think, 50 freshmen. And so, mm -hmm. you know, there's a yeah, audition process, interview process. And I thought I had like completely failed my interview process when I went to interview for the school because I just sat with, you know, one of the administrators of the, of the program. Mm -hmm. And I was like, mom, I don't know if I'm going to make it, but I had a really good talk. We just talked about the pajama game for 20 minutes. Like <laughs> um, he that uh, administrator, uh, Gary Gardner, since passed on and I went to his funeral. It was a huge thing because he was dearly beloved by many UCLA theater mm -hmm. uh, folks and um during the uh, service, they actually showed some amazing videos. Um, he had done his whole music theater history class had been put on video since I had taken it in the 90s. Um, mm -hmm. And so um, it was really lovely to hear him give some of the talks that I remember, mm -hmm. but they had played a snippet of him talking about his first record he ever bought was the pajama game. Mm. I did not know that I had like literally went in and talked about his all time, like his homing beacon, his favorite musical, like his gateway drug. I'd gone in and talked with him about it. And that was like, that's why I got into school. And I just started crying at his service. And I just knew that that was like, you know, theater has a way and you like the stuff you love, like you said, it has that way that connects us. Um, and mm -hmm. that's what's so exciting about being a part of making content that people get excited about and they connect and um, meeting people literally all over the world um that I've gotten to work with um and uh and, and bringing that forth I mean I've gotten to travel and I've done shows in Russia and England and Australia and the Czech Republic I've gotten to go all over the world because of theater and because of art and that's what really does um I think connect the whole world I call the world a neighborhood mm -hmm. where I feel like you know like everyone's like oh the world's so big I'm like it really isn't like you go someplace you're gonna have a connection with somebody about something you're both gonna have a you know something interest that is as as common so that's what's brought me here and all these other endeavors. There's a long list because I will say yes to a lot of things. And I love uh, making things with people that, uh, that I can learn and grow from. But isn't that also one of the uh, hallmarks of improv? Say yes. And yes. And mm -hmm. yeah. yes. And <laughs> which is one of the qualities you have to have, is, uh, especially when playing Dungeons and Dragons and being a yeah. dungeon master. It's like, yes, you can do this. And here's the, the other little thing you're not being aware of yeah well that's what like people who are like what what exactly is dd i'm like it's improv with some more rules do you know what i mean though <laughs> like it's just a few more things around the, to, to kind of guide the guide the game but i think um the best role play gamers are are improvers for sure mm -hmm. oh yeah that's quite a number of them watching that on uh when i'm watching it on the streams mm -hmm. so how did you start with getting connected between the aspect of being so as you said, you've worked in a lot of theater and with theater was a different passion is taking you around the world. But how are you balancing that with the, you know, mundane requirements of life? Oh, gosh, you mean like eating and like having a roof over my head, the, the with, real challence and also be, trying to be creative? Yes. Yeah, which becomes the fear of so many black parents, too. A hundred. Oh, my gosh. My parents were very much uh, very concerned, which is why I had to go to school, even though I probably I feel like I could have skip that step. I wish I mm -hmm. didn't have student debt. <laughs> Don't we all? That's very real. But um, my parents are both, you know, educators, as I'm sure you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, have, you know, worked in education forever. And it was always the key for them and their success in life. So they wanted to instill that with me and my brother, for sure. It was never a matter of if you go to college, it was when you go to college, mm -hmm. when, 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 what are you studying? What are you doing? So there, there's definitely been some challenges throughout the, my lifetime where, you know, I've lived in places that they were not exactly excited about. Cause I was like, I can mm -hmm. afford this right now. This is where mm -hmm. I'm going to be. Um, and this is where I need to live right now to like continue to do the creative thing I want to do. Mm -hmm. um, bouncing between jobs, finding jobs that I, you know, that can sustain and that had health insurance or, you know, all those kinds of things. It's, those have been challenges, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, you know, having to go to, you know, Planned Parenthood or having to go to community clinics or whatever, depending on where I was in the world. Um, it's, it is scary, I think, for parents to feel like, oh, that's not stable or, oh, I don't want you to be unsuccessful. I think that's just the biggest thing. They just want you to be comfortable and they don't want you to have to go through the same struggles that they went through. I, I can see mm -hmm. that in their mm -hmm. eyes, you know, mm -hmm. 
but I was like, you struggled all this time. So just so I get to struggle in a different way. So thank you. You know, like it's me struggling for the stuff that I feel like they are very creative people as well, but they chose like the hard sciences and maths and whatever, like that was what got them through. But my mom mm -hmm. used to always like be obsessed with like Oprah and like, she would, you know, do her own kind of version of a talk show at church. And I was like, <laughs> I think you have your own kind of aspirations, mom, like, you know, and she's writing a book now. And like, so mm -hmm. she's got her own creative outlet and, you know, is an amazing like floral designer. And so she's always making something creative. And my dad, since he retired for the last like 20 years, he plays ukulele, guitar and does watercolor and like does like landscaping. So I'm just like, all he's doing is creative stuff now. So I'm like, well, that just show, goes to show me that you guys always had that in you and like just needed that, that you wanted to have that security to be able to nurture it. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I just started doing it earlier. Nice. <laughs> So how did you find yourself connecting more with the and getting launching yourself into the stream and podcast world? How did I get into yeah. gaming on the internet? That is, yeah. you know, like so many things, it was like a random accident. Um, uh, I, uh, again, being raised very religious, D&D &D was like the devil, you know, as a child mm -hmm. with the satanic panic. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is that thing? So at like 35, um, my best, one of my best girlfriends, Julia, who's my podcast co-host at Horror Movie Survival Guide, um, her boyfriend at the time um, is a really big dungeon master too. He had a mm -hmm. podcast um, called Crit Juice at the time and is an amazing um, role-play gamer and one of the best dungeon masters I know. Um, and I was like, hey, I would, I would like to learn and get mm -hmm. into it. He was like, he got so excited, of course, as like any dungeon master does with like a new player who's excited and wants to maybe do a weekly game. Like, yes, please mm -hmm. join this party. And so he um, had a few other friends that were all kind of newbies um, as well as a couple of friends that were like, you know, legends of the game, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, and he invited me to come play and we just played at their house. But the people I played with, I did not realize so later, I was like, oh, Amy Vorpal, who's like one of the, she writes for the, <laughs> writes for the D D manuals and stuff now and mm -hmm. is an amazing gamer herself. And um, she was at the table and then there's a couple other people that had just done a D&D &D movie that didn't, had never played D&D, &D, but they were in this like adventurous fantasy movie. So mm -hmm. this was the table we had for this, like my first game. <laughs> and so, um, and David was, and is it amazing? He'd been on stream for a while at a, um, a channel called Saving Throw Show. And so he was like, you're, this is fun. You're good at this. Like you should do this. And I was like, okay, great. And mm -hmm. so then through, through knowing him, I got invited to play like a star Wars game with him online. And then after that, I just, I just kept getting invited back and other people kept calling me and eventually that was it. So most of my like extreme gaming time has been like most of my big campaigns have been recorded, mm -hmm. which is kind of fun to go back and I can go watch a lot of my campaigns, but mm -hmm. that was it. And then you make friends and they call you and they, if you're still cool and they like you, you get to keep playing with them. Right. And they'll call you again for another show. And and then also the confluence of, of the last couple of years too, of like, you know, the George Floyd of it all, like all of a sudden, uh, all of our phones blew up. Anybody who was of color, like they were mm -hmm, like people wanting mm -hmm. to diversify their tables really quickly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All of a sudden I was like, I was saying no to a lot more stuff than I was having to say yes to anymore. And that, that was also exciting too. So and yeah, there, yeah, yeah. So there, I mean, there's the sad part of what happened with George Floyd, but also the aspect of beauty that we're seeing so many more, uh, players of color and podcast streamers and i don't know if you can hear that noise in the background for some reason my upstairs neighbor is doing what those odd noises all upstairs neighbors do <laughs> uh, it's guaranteed it's like podcasts like i feel like um i don't know 101 it always happens like all of a sudden like my gardeners who will always come on a day when they're unscheduled and all of a sudden be like <laughs> blowing like leaves outside so. yeah but as i was about to say um in the fact that we're seeing so many more of us now on uh, the streams from you, Abria Iyengar, Christina Ariel, uh, Tanya DePass, B. Dave Walters, DJ Knight, uh, Michael Sinclair, Critical uh, Bard, yeah, Critical Bard, Johanio. Um, I know there's a few more that I'm probably missing that I I generally just follow as many of you as possible. Uh, but that leads to into this to the, one of the core questions about what it does it mean for you, not just as a creative, but as a player and a blurred and geek, how does this play into your mental health Ooh. with being able to not only do these, but then adding into the aspect of you're now on display on these channels. And we know there's the trolls. We know there's the backseat armchair gamers and so forth. How Don't has read it... the comments. 
that's like rule number one I think of being a black creative on the internet is you know I mean obviously you're you're gonna read them at some point but just do your best not to and if you do mm-hmm. um just know like where that's coming from do you know what I mean though like this mm-hmm. pushback of of people feeling like they need to fight for some status quo that really is you know imaginary as well like the, the, the status quo is 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 fake you know what I mean though like it's it's all made up as far as like what is culture. I think mm-hmm. um, I was talking to my friends the other day, I'm like obsessed with like the Hallmark Christmas movies for better or worse, like they're terrible. And I always joke that that's what brought Trump because mm. like they, they <laughs> because that's, I'm like in this essay, because it's like this false narrative that like there's this normal that's mm-hmm. out there that most people don't actually have. You know what I mean? They're like most people do not you know, have a boyfriend that works in the city and she's a small town girl or vice versa or whatever, you know, like it's right. not all, it's not all that white. It's not all that, um, that simple. And there's this weird standard that's been put up and, and, and put up on a pedestal. That's not really real for most people. And people are fighting for this thing that they think is real, that it's like, that's not even what America is. Um, talked earlier about just traveling and going other places, like having perspective, Mm-hmm. He right like the fact that I, I'm just ever so grateful that my parents encouraged me to go like do a year abroad during my undergrad and I traveled and backpacked around the world and you know went so many places and coming back to America it doesn't seem quite such like a shiny special place you know what mm-hmm. I mean it's just another place it's got its problems it, it doesn't have good metro in most of it do you know what I mean there's a lot mm-hmm. of things that could be better <laughs> mm-hmm. the healthcare mm-hmm. issue like you know there's there's a mm-hmm. lot of stuff that that we could be doing better so when people feel like they're yelling and fighting for this America or this thing, when they, when they troll like that, I just, for me, it makes me sad for them knowing I'm like, they don't know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, from their ignorance of like, just, it goes so deep that they have no idea that they're fighting for a thing. That's not even that great. Like ultimately, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that, that gives me a weird piece, I guess. Like I, they don't even, it doesn't, it doesn't phase me in that same way. Um, having good friends you can call and talk to and vent to about it, um, I think is important, you know, calling your friends. Um, I have, you know, friends within the space too, that we, you know, we get together and we chat or we'll be on a discord or, you know, we'll get together, um, just to kind of, you know, support each other too, or just, you know, having each other's backs and cheering each other on. Um, I think it's important to, like, like I said, give yourself that distance. Don't read all the comments. Um, and vetting stuff and making sure that you're in a space by your choice too. Because like you said, there's been a lot of opportunities and sometimes you're like, do they need me more than I need them right now? Probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what am I going to get from this venture and leveraging mm-hmm. that and being smart about it? Cause knowing that this isn't going to be forever. Like, I feel like um, that was my, I think my biggest fear when like the summer went down and all this stuff was happening. And um, I wrote some stuff about that too. And I think, um, when there's a big opening, there's also mm-hmm. going to be a contraction that's going to follow, right? right, right. Every great movement. So ever the civil rights movement, there's always a backlash. We get the, the hippies to the yuppies. You know what I mean? That we're going to get this like amazing generation of kids that grew up doing these protests, but then the next one's going to forget because they weren't alive for it. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's that moment of, you know, when these, when these kids come of age or when this group hits middle age, it's going to be different, the environment. Um, so it's trying to continue to expand this time as much as possible to continue to educate people as much as possible, but just knowing that there's going to be a contraction, I think, um, and trying to take advantage of the space and time right now has, has been on my mind. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the mental health portion of it all, but I think just, um, being realistic again, I think like, Hey, as much as things seem to change, there's still so much to continue to, that needs to evolve that's mm-hmm. not there yet that mm-hmm. we just also still need to be present to. So not, I guess, gauging expectations for myself. So I'm not disappointed. What is that premeditated disappointment? That's expectation, right? <laughs> well, <And so. laughs> setting your expectation levels. I mean, it's, you can say it's good to have three different levels. It's like the high expectations, mm-hmm. which are pretty much the Hallmark movie, the medium, which is like, okay, this is much more of the reality. And then of course there's just low and we don't want to touch that. Yeah. But being present that any of those are, are possible at any time. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, therapy is important. I think I love, mm-hmm. I love therapy. I think it's super helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I know it's been really challenging because so many people need it right now because we're all like going through PTSD during this pandemic. And I say during because it's still very much happening. I yes, it is. COVID funeral last week. And it's there's there's still people dying of this of this awful disease and people who are been ignorant about it. And 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 it's really um it's really hard. And also sometimes it feels hard when you're like, oh my gosh, this world's a dumpster fire and I'm still trying to make content. Like mm-hmm, <laughs> why? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's like, well, we gotta have someone to, you know, play the play the violins on the Titanic. Like we're we're gonna keep it going. <laughs> very much so. I think you probably spoke very deeply to the aspect of uh mental health there of why it's so important for us is it's it in its own way it's our own hallmark that isn't being scripted by somebody else right and especially for people of color what does that mean i mean one of my classics was the um i don't know if you've ever watched deep space nine star trek deep space nine the uh storyline they had which was uh beyond the stars where cisco's character was was the science fiction author and the question was why it would be who would be imagining this future of ds9 and yeah it would be a black person what would a black person or a person of color be wanting to visualize for the future or right to give them that sense of hope that sense to escape when no hallmark movies are being made for them or for 100%, 100%. us percent, 100 percent. yeah 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 uh, a few years ago i was at a, a gaming convention and uh, this guy walked up to me. It turns out he was another therapist as well. And white, white guy, older guy. And he asked me the question. was like, why don't I see more black people here at this convention? And I, I sort of was surprised by it, but I said, okay, well, I can give you at least three reasons that come to mind for this. Number one, economics. Yep. To have the control to take time off to be here and gaming in its own way can be rather expensive too. So where is the nature of the funds necessary to be able to come for a weekend and do this? That's one. Two was the aspect of racism at the tables and the aspect of all we need is one bad experience and we're never coming back. Yeah. And that happens uh, too much. That's happened a lot. (laughs) Um, You know, the microaggressions, just different issues. And even like, I always joke with like, when I first started playing D&D with my friend, David, I was like, what's with this race? I was like, y'all need to change this. This is why, like, when people are complaining about that, like, having the, the, even the titles of things, I was like, you guys could update this stuff. Like, this is not, doesn't feel safe all right away just as you're, as you're mm-hmm. trying to build a character and you're like, you're coming on to like, you know, the different like class, race. I was like, wait, mm-hmm. I know they have different connotations in D&D, but like, that still already sounds bad. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of things that, uh, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. I mean, but the freedom and fun in it. I just, that's what I want everyone to get, you know, and that's, mm. that's the, the, the part that I'm just like, you know, we, we get past all that stuff. It's just like a real world though, where we get past a lot of stuff to be a part of things that didn't necessarily welcome us initially. Right. Like I just mm-hmm. like cried my way through King Richard a couple of weeks ago. Um, that new movie about, mm. you know, the Williams, uh, father, William's sister's father, so it's mm-hmm. and Serena and Richard and wow, I highly recommend, I don't, I don't know, just, Black people watch this movie. Everybody should watch it. But I was just like remembering the weight of that moment when you're the Mm -hmm. first going into something like this and like you're Mm -hmm. the one like making way for all these other people and just to see all these other people who got into the hobby. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Though Because Mm -hmm. of these kids Mm -hmm. Um, and because of their father's, you know, foresight and wanting to make sure that they were the best because and also like fortifying them to go out in those courts in these predominantly white spaces and knowing that mm-hmm. they're going to, their head game was going to be messed with and continuing to fortify them so that they could be strong. And that's like that mental thing again, of just like, that's partly what um, it is being black in America, just in general. I was just like, that's what it is, is you have mm-hmm. to fortify yourself constantly knowing that if I'm going to go into this space, this gaming convention, I have to think about someone might be derogatory towards me. Someone might say something that sets me off in my game, but I mm-hmm. either get to be rise above it and say something i was listening to an interview with john m chu i think the other night like um Mm -hmm. on npr and talking about him doing crazy rich asians then going to do in the heights and just like you know him as a child being fortified going out with like to a chinese you know at at a restaurant with his parents and somebody saying something derogatory but his father being so kind and he was like i didn't know why he was so nice Mm -hmm. he's like you have to fill their bellies with kindness because the next time they meet someone like me i want them to have that in them instead of you know, mm-hmm. something else going forward. 
And it's so constantly feeling like you have to be the better person and rise above. Mm. That gets old too. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. <laughs> and we're definitely having that struggle with some of the things going on today. Yeah. And then the third reason I gave them, which I think sort of also feeds into that, is our own cultural stigma about being interested in gaming, geek culture, blurred nerddom and so forth. Oh, it's yeah. always been, it's often seen as that aspect of, oh, you're the Oreo or you're not black enough. It's like, so what- Very does... uncool, very, mm -hmm. very uncool, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I see those as being like these three major obstacles to why there weren't more black people at the convention I was at. I mean, I did oh, yeah. see some others, but I just like, there were very few of us. Oh yeah. No, I mean, it's just, it does, it, it, there's uh, a certain spaces that feel welcoming and then there's mm -hmm. people who have made efforts to do that. And then there are those that haven't, and it's not a space that has historically made that a welcoming beacon. It's been very gatekeepery and that's definitely mm -hmm. part of kind of part and parcel of it. Like it's like been like a secret club where like, you know, it's like, oh, we know these things and you guys don't, we'll never understand it. Mm -hmm. Feeling like it's like, you know, underestimating black people of like, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. uh, brain power to get, you know, understand these, you know, complex rules. It's like, no, I don't even can read a book and like figure out this stuff. And like, it's fine. Children play this game. Like it can't be that crazy. Right. Like it's, you know. Yeah. Cause yeah. I remember this, I remember this one person was saying that no, to play D and D you've got to know everything in the manual. And I said, no, you don't. You just have to know where to find everything in the manual. That's the power of the index, honey. Yes. It literally is the power of the index because it's like, I'm always like, I don't know, flip, 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 flip. Like, you know, you learn your character, learn, learn the person, you, you know, your character probably really well is in your characters that you play. But then it's all of a sudden you're like, I've never played this class, this like, I've never played this type of character before. And then you get to learn something new. That's kind of the joy of like jumping around and, and, and uh, expanding. It's so fun. Which I think is in its own self, one of the beauties of what this, what this genre provides for our mental health when we've got so many things they're saying no you can't here you say i can I yes can. and and the types of people and characters you get to play you can break boundaries or or you know be be anything you kind of want to be it is a beautiful thing to to get to try that out and and um so many of my friends we've talked about this too just in in, in life how it's like practice for life how D D and how role play gaming mm -hmm. can be such a great way to try on new things i have so many friends that have you know like speaking of like LGBTQ issues too, like mm -hmm. they're like, my characters were gay before I was gay, like, or mm -hmm. came out. Do you know what I mean? Though, or like, mm -hmm. you know, characters were trans before they came out. And it's like, there's so many different um, things that you can try at the table, so to speak, and give your, like, and role play it and, and mm -hmm. see how it fits in your life. And, oh, that actually feels really good. Like maybe that's, you know, an aspect of my life that I can incorporate. So, um, and then also, if you're just trying to work some stuff out and not that I call it therapy, because it shouldn't be therapy, but no. it, it plays that role. Sometimes I also run karaoke. So people call me karaoke. And I always say that I'm like the therapist because I joke with my brother. I'm like, we both get the people trying to work through some things come to talk to us. <laughs> and like some people are working it out in song and that's how they come to me. And then you got them coming and just talking to you. But I'm like, it's a similar thing with role play gaming too, where people are like, you come to the table as you are. Sometimes you had a week. Sometimes you're dealing with something at work or, you know, somebody's giving you crap wherever else it is in the, in the world and you get to vanquish a foe, you know, and a, mm -hmm. or a monster and, and, and do that in a safe space. You know what I mean? That where it's like, you know, you have some ramifications and you, you can uh, enjoy a win, you know, mm -hmm. you get, you get to get that W maybe where you're not in the rest of your life at that moment, but you get to have that moment at the table and um, it, it does fill you up and you, you get to get those endorphins, you know, from that moment. Mm -hmm. And I think that can be super beneficial uh, to your mental health too. Beautiful. And I think that's a perfect place for us to take a break here on Untying Knots, Minds and Souls Untethered. So this is Barry Clark with Terry Gamble and stay tuned. We'll be right back and continue this lovely discussion we're having. Our lives and the world around us can get messy and frustrating. Untangle and Grow Counseling's focus is to untangle that mess and make sense of it so you have a good foundation to build and grow from. Visit us on the web at untangleandgrowcounseling.com. Perry Clark offers individual psychotherapy, couples and family therapy, and adolescence therapy from a variety of coping materials and resources. Visit untangleandgrowcounseling.com for more information. 
Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you have knots? Not the physical tightness in your neck and back, and not the ones on a rope, but metaphors for the helpful and unhelpful tugs in life that can help us ascend to a new level or stop us from falling too far back down. Join host Perry Clark for Untying Knots, Minds and Souls Untethered, a program about mental health and its practice from an indigenous person of color. We'll help you find the knots that help you and avoid the ones that don't. Listen for new episodes every other week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Untying Knots, Minds and Souls Untethered. If you have a question or comment about our podcast, send an email to pclark at untyingknotspodcast.com. That's pclark at untyingknotspodcast.com. And now, back to the program. Welcome back, folks. This is Perry Clark here, licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is Untangling Knots, Minds and Souls Untethered. I'm here with the brilliant, the talented, and the fun Terry Gamble. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> it's, a, it's been a pleasure. I'm enjoying this talk and even the fact that we've gotten to geek out on our games and such. Yeah. So the, the game that made the connection between the fact that you were your Brandon's sister was because I had been I had recently seen on it he had posted about you being on nailed it oh and so that's uh, that was that was going on and then I happened to be sitting down because there was a kickstarter going on for queers it Mm -hmm. from uh sons of uh sons of oak studio Mm -hmm. on hyper rpg so I'd been sitting there watching that and then as you're doing your closing you're talking about being on nailed it and then that's when the firework connections were going off my head it's like that's Brandon's sister yeah, oh, that's one of my favorite titles in my life, Brandon's sister. I always loved it. <laughs> He's one of my favorite people. And the fact that, oh, that's great. We got to connect because of that. That's amazing. Yeah. So then in that aspect is like, uh, let's talk about Queers It. And let's also yeah. talk about the Nailed experience because I did enjoy watching you laugh oh. so much. Oh, gosh, they edit on that. I was dying. I was like, okay, because, you know, like, we filmed that a year ago. It was filmed mm-hmm. in September of 2020. It was one of the first things that went into production in the midst of the pandemic, like that mm-hmm. went back into filming. So it was like very covid like filming, like mask on right before, you know, you're mm-hmm. doing your scene. So I know my lipstick was crazy. I was like, I kept being like, is it okay? Because I didn't get the chance to look at it right before I walked out. Mm-hmm. I literally would take my mask off and be on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very, very weird, uh, wonderful time. Um, and I had a really great time filming it. And I had all these conversations with Jacques and with, you know, producer Wes and, you know, Nicole, none of it's in the episode, like all Mm -hmm. my conversation, it's just me like reduced to a giggling, like Muppet. I joke about, I'm like, well, I was like, at least I had a good time and it looks like I had a good time. And it's one of the top rated episodes of the season. Cause I was just crazy laughing. There's like literally no backstory. My, there's my best friends on episode four. They get like this whole story about what he does and like talks Mm -hmm. about his life. We got none of that in my episode. It's just me laughing for like 22 minutes. So <laughs> oh. um, it's all good. I had a really, like I said, I had a really good time. Um, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was super fun. And I love, I love the show. I've been a big fan of it since forever. Um, I love making things and I love, you know, making a hot mess in the kitchen. So I got to do all of that. So that was a joy. Um and then uh, the Queers RPG, that was super fun to get invited to be a part of because that's a manga mm-hmm. that they've turned into an RPG now. And the manga is really, really beautiful, very inclusive and com- like love like pours out of this story. Like it's just mm-hmm. like about love for community, love for your friends, love for your found family, love for yourself. Like all of this is like encompassing this beautiful manga. And then to have it turn into an RPG it was just an honor to get invited and be a part of that table. Like with like, you know, Bria was there, Brizzy uh, voices, um, uh, Riley Silverman, good friend of mine. Also mm-hmm. uh, we've been on um, Ripley improv together. So we do improv shows together online this mm-hmm. whole last year. So um, to get to play in the same room that night was super fun. And Malika running the game at hyper RPG, just amazing um, 
creatives that I've gotten to work with over the years that we got to hang out together for a super fun, colorful night of rainbows and sunshine and rainbow magic. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and that standpoint too, because it's like, there's the aspect of what does it also mean? Not just being people of color playing games and so forth. What does it also mean to be LGBT people of color playing these games and how games like where that is one of the ones where we can have a space where we are the heroes or another one that had came out earlier in the year was uh, thirsty sword lesbians yes i've had quite a few friends been playing some of those too and i love we love 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 no one's invited me to play yet so hopefully they will oh. but um oh. no i'm sure i could ask i sure i can make some calls but um <laughs> that would be super fun to play as well i just i love the idea of it even me and my um my podcast co-host did uh a vampire lesbian like month of movies <laughs> as a theme because oh. the subgenres you can get into between like horror and like role play gaming there's so many fun little like offshoots that you can get into and some 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 sweet games yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah i i my wallet went opened up quite easily for both of the both of those quite an aspect kickstarter right? is a dangerous place for my wallet oh but it's just it's just so nice to know that you can directly support you know um you know content creators that are, are diverse you know like that's that's the way to where to find them is people are like there isn't there isn't this and this. i'm like y'all need to look there's a lot of independent people and games that are being made that are exactly what you want and exactly what people say there isn't like they just need support and funding and to to find their their space out there so exactly and that's yeah. one of the reasons why another reason why my wallet opened so easily for stuff on kickstarter for that because yeah. none of that was around when i was growing up and yeah. it's like now i can get it and hope to have more of it out there yeah. at this point now it's like i also need to make a point hopefully in this next year or two go to blurred con yeah so there's there's just a lot of uh, a lot of opportunity now and I'm, I'm very happy for the kids i'm mm -hmm. excited i just i'm just glad that it's it feels better I don't know if it is, but it feels better, you know, for the, mm -hmm. just oper more opportunity right now. So I'm just uh, grateful. Very much uh, so. Very much so. Oh, so I got to ask, as you were saying, your experience on Nailed It, did you get to keep mm -hmm. the hat? Oh, yeah, I have it here. It is a hot mess. <laughs> I know. I'm always watching that as I'm just watching it's all the glitter. Just... It's in a trash bag in my, in my closet. It is literally like as soon as you put it on, you're like, oh, this is a mark. It's like, it's like, you know, you get a target on your back all of a sudden it's literally like just glitter rolling down my back the whole rest of the day. And I strategically, like, I wasn't sure, like I had, you know, I did my, my, my pregame vision boarding in my mind, I call mm -hmm. it, you know, where you're like, okay, I'm going to go in there. I want to like, this is what I want to do. Like, I was like, I, I see my way to get in that hat. I was like, I'm going to get the hat. I was like, I'm going to win. Like, I was just like very focused. I was like, I'm going to do all this stuff. And like, so I did. And that's why I wore my head wrap too. Cause I was like, mm -hmm. I get glitter all up in this hair yeah that that, that was very strategic as well i thought about it ahead of time i was like i'm not gonna want to deal with that and i'm gonna be smart about this so i was and i'm so glad i did because it was like my hotel room because we were like in a quarantine mm -hmm. hotel my hotel room like was like a trail of like just glitter uh, everywhere i know every time i, <laughs> I see someone pick those up <laughs> yeah I, every time i see one of the someone pick those up i'm just watching the glitter fall fall off of that it's like, i just imagine it was in everything i made that day i was just like oh god it's gonna be in this cake like it's just gonna be covered in glitter like this is so bad it is it is the messiest hat that they ever i just i'm sure some pa is like was back there just like you know spray gluing or whatever i don't know how they make it but it was just whew, messy oh man oh man but yeah i know i have it i do have it uh, yeah equally in that aspect as you said it's producer west it's like okay part of part of me and i'm sure that's i don't want to break the illusion you don't have to speak to that is uh -huh. like i'm surprised that quite frankly he's not suing for sexual harassment oh, I, was <laughs> I was pretty bad with him too and they did not have any of that i was like oh my god he's such a dear heart and he works really hard. He's really working the whole time. Like he's mm -hmm. calling the show. Like he's like the main, the one of the main, he's like the main producer on the floor mm -hmm. and he's lovely, super nice. Like, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is great. And I get why people would bother him. Cause he's just so sweet <laughs> and he's just so handsome, but he's married and he's like a you know, I yeah. did ask. <laughs> i'll be able to share that with my partner when we yeah. if we watch it too and it's like he's got beautiful hair just beautiful. he does and he's like much bigger than i thought like he's really tall and like mm -hmm. kind of like a mountain i was like oh okay well like, that like, makes the 
the episode where he walks out in the Thor costume even more funnier. Oh, he's a Thor. He's a full on Thor. Like he's mm-hmm. like that kind of handsome IRL and like also just like I said, just very kind and very, very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. So what are some of the other things that are on the horizon for you that you can talk about? Let's just stick with the stuff that oh, you gosh. know you can talk about as opposed oh, gosh. to any NDAs I'm going to sure, have to wipe. Sure, Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. Um, it is, yeah, um, what's happening right now? About We're almost to our 250th episode at Horror Movie Survival Guide. Mm-hmm. So should be having some fun stuff coming out for that. We got some great interviews lined up um, that I'm super pumped. I can't tell you who, but I can tell you that we have some interviews coming up. Um, we always have great people. Our 200th was keep with Keenan Thompson. So, you know, mm-hmm. 250 is going to be great too. Um, we also, I also, um, coming up on, uh, the Hulu show Dollface with Kat Dennings. Mm-hmm. Should, my episode should be finally dropping for that. Um, I'm super excited to be a part of that. Um, and, um, I'm working right now, um, should be coming out then too, uh, soon with the three black halflings, some of my favorite favorite people in role play, role play gaming. I got to meet them, uh, in the end of 2020, uh, during the holiday time and, um, have never looked back. I got introduced to them. Actually, Abria was like, you need to know these people. They're amazing. I was like, great, smartest, funniest, most wonderful, uh, role play gaming, uh, podcast as well. Um, and, uh, check out the three black halflings if you haven't out there people who listen to perry's show um <laughs> i don't think, I think i think if you love perry you'll love them like and uh i've started to. listening to them as well so yeah. I, I i make a rule that when i find something like that it's like okay i gotta start working my way through the archive to get myself current as opposed to just starting current and not know what's going on so or jump around give yourself permission to jump around it's okay um because there's some episodes you're probably going to want to jump to and then there's some campaign stuff that you're going to love even more too and they, they just they just keep doing more amazing things and keep getting better plus you're going to jump to my episode soon because i um of course get, was a guest on their show and then also um i'm doing a campaign with them so i'm really excited about that um i feel like what else i can't i don't know what else to talk about mm-hmm. what else is coming up i lose track sometimes of, of the timeline well, like you said, you've been busy. And mm-hmm. as we were just briefly talking during the break, um, being a therapist with everything that happened with the pandemic, not like I wasn't working. It wasn't like right. I was just sitting around. It's like there was a lot of people dealing with their mental health. Everybody and- calling, I'm sure. I just, I know the backlog and wait list, even wait times, it's depending on where you're trying to get, get um, support has been a challenge. Mm-hmm. And even for you, it was busy. But I think that's also a nice segue into the one of our standards from this show, which is myths and realities around mental health. So what would you say is one of the myths that we have or we deal with around mental health? And let's talk about the realities around it. Oh my gosh, this is what I was thinking about. And um, this is one that gets me that I've been really like present to with some of my friends is there's the myth that you have to be like, you have to be fixed or okay to have a relationship. And I think that that's like one of the worst damaging things that has one of those myths that's been out there. Like you have to be in a certain way. Like if you, if you don't love yourself, I'm like, a lot of us are in some sort of evolution on loving ourselves. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't always mean that's total. There's going to be days where you love yourself and there's days where you don't love yourself quite as much. Doesn't mean that you're not, you're not like worthy of less love from someone mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the myths that really, I think needs to be um, dispelled and just mm-hmm. like done away with. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think everyone deserves love no matter where you are on the spectrum of loving yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, very true. I know when I talk with a number of clients that are, when we're talking about relationships, one of the things I point out is that in the society and world we live in, we're very good about teaching what you want physically or monetarily. Yes. Not necessarily what people want emotionally and any relationship is going to be about the emotional connection because that's actually what's got to sustain it when you know the roof is leaking little billy's getting uh bullied at school um you're having to sit in traffic because you're trying to make sure the money's coming home to take care of the family and so forth somebody yeah, when you work in opposite died. schedules all of a sudden and like yes Yes. And that's also one of the things that sort of became critical too with everything that's happened with the pandemic. A lot of people and a lot of relationships suddenly realized, oh, they're not as connected as they thought. And I've said to a number of clients is there's more reasons people get married than just love. 
there's a lot more reasons. And that's, that's something that I, I think, um, again, going back to the thought about expectation, mm-hmm. there's that expectation or the idea of the relationship that's in your mind versus the actual relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think, um, interacting with what we think of as like love and you're like, Oh, I thought I love this person. It's like, no, you love the idea of this relationship with this person, but not that person. Mm-hmm. And so I think, um, yeah, that's the next step. That's the next level, right. Is, is being present to that. I love that about the emotional portion though. That's so true because mm. that's really what it comes down to. It's like, you could have, you know, they get, when do they lose, when they lose the money, what do you do? Mm. If that's what you're looking at when they lose the body? Cause that, that happens a lot too. That, well, that's going to happen just by the nature of <laughs> gravity wins. I always tell the kids yeah. gravity, she's going to win. She's coming for you all. And well, and gravity is backed up by time. They've got their nice little formation to be able to One, do that. Punch. Yeah, gravity and time will get you every 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 time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've well, that means they've got the um, long lasting spell or the uh, spell that hits you every round. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So and, and equally, because we were talking about Hallmark, there's also both Hallmark and Disney are two of the biggest culprits about that misteach us about relationships yeah in my opinion because there is that sort of not just sanitize that happily ever after and again happily ever after means that absolutely nothing changes in the relationship yep and, and the reality not- is yeah it doesn't yeah we change i think that's the thing like that myth of like oh this is this person it's like no you're going to evolve together or mm-hmm. not like sometimes mm-hmm. that's that's part of the nature of relationship too it's like sometimes you realize that you literally have different interests in 10 years or you figure out a way to work with it. Like I always joke with my, my parents, like my dad plays ukulele like all day, like he'll sit outside and play. And like my mom is not really a big fan, <laughs> but they have a big enough house where she'll go on the other side and do what she's got to do so he can enjoy himself. They make mm-hmm. space for each other, mm-hmm. for each other's hobbies that they don't necessarily like jive with or excited mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. stuff that maybe doesn't drive you. But you, if you are able to make space for each other's you know, desires and wants and like fun that they love, then that's going to be more fruitful than if you're like pushing that away or if it's, but if it's too much or if that, those, uh, differences, you know, um, can't, can't mesh well anymore. Don't converge anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's more, more challenging. Mm-hmm. And that's where also it's about the other relationships that can sustain that because no one person can sustain every part of a person. And that feeds into what you're what's also saying about the idea that you have to be in this place of loving yourself. Yes, you do want to love yourself. And I don't, don't disagree with that concept. Mm-hmm. Again, it's about how it's executed. Mm-hmm. And it's understanding about how you're loving yourself, why you're loving yourself, and who's also supporting you loving yourself. Who's on your team? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think, um, you know, putting that weight on one person is really, it's a lot. I know I've thought about that too. Just like, oh, we asked this person, like, you know, back in the day, it was like a range marriage or it was this type of marriage mm-hmm. or it was like, we just need to make sure the farm keeps going. So we got to make sure we have some kids. Like, it's just like, there was different agreements. And now that we have a little more leisure in our lives, so to mm-hmm. speak, mm-hmm. Um, as humans at this point, um, we have more time, you know, to be with these people. And like, we can't put all that onus of like, they've got to like all my hobbies. They've got to do all the same things. They've got to like, think that this is great. And it's like, no, they might not think all of that's great. They got to think you're great and love you. Mm -hmm. Um, And hopefully, you know, you find somebody who who agrees with all of that, but you have best friends for some of that stuff. I'm like, I have my friends I go to see musicals with, you Mm -hmm. know, that's like, Mm -hmm. we're the musical crew, you know, Mm -hmm. you got your friends that want to go karaoke. There are friends who never want to be at the karaoke bar with me, you know, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) that don't want to hear bad singing all night. Like I love it. So you got to find, you got to find your people. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I was having momentary flashbacks to my summer job when I was a teenager at the (gasps) local amusement park. Here, the section I was working in was a section with the karaoke stand. Oh, you loved it. Look at your face. You loved it. (laughs) So there was those moments where it's like amusing to watch them. And other times it's like, please just stop singing. Uh, I love it. I'm like, I'm like, strangely, I'm that person. I always start my show. I always tell the people the only thing better than good karaoke is bad karaoke. You know, you're there to entertain the people for three to five minutes. Doesn't matter whether it's good or bad. People just want to enjoy something and even to hate watch people like people love that even more sometimes <laughs> than like watching them in a loving way. I still with love for me. Cause I think it's all commendable because it's very uh, vulnerable for people to mm-hmm. share their voice 
Mm-hmm. And I also am a big proponent of just like a lot of guys will get up and sing badly and don't care, but a lot of women will sit in the bar and hold themselves back because they need, think it needs to be perfect. And there's mm-hmm. a different expectation on women's voices. Mm-hmm. So my kind of like thing is like, I always try to get as many women in the bar to sing as possible or wherever I'm at. So I've run, you know, karaoke at, like for the Vanity Fair party at the SPs to like the diviest mm-hmm. dive bars. Like I've, I, I'm like very, it's very much my thing and I love it highbrow, lowbrow, good singers, bad singers, just because you never know where someone's at and I want them to be able to express. So that's a part of expressing your emotion, loving yourself, finding your voice, I think is all kind of connected to that too. And that's all part of loving yourself Mm -hmm. even before you started loving somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And all your faults, your beautiful, your your warbles, whatever. Uh, because that's also what makes the difference between a level one character and a level 20 character because just because they got that power doesn't mean they also don't have that cursed weapon right mm-hmm. and they also still have the same monsters coming to get them right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's like you're still you're still contending with something everyone's got some sort of fight that they're that they're contending with uh at, a, at all levels so, precisely yeah. precisely so with that i think it's time we go ahead and close this episode I am tremendously grateful for you being here at Brandon. And we're going to have to have a little chat soon. Yeah, B, wait. Like, why didn't you wake up? I tried calling. I tried texting. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so where are other places people can find you if uh, uh, they want to, to be in touch with you just to enjoy your work or get some ideas? Because I'm sure there's a bunch of people out there looking for some mentoring. Oh my gosh. Uh, you're so funny. Um, you can find me, um, on the internet's at the Terry Gamble on the social medias. That's Terry with one R. Um, you can find, uh, me terrygamble.com or you can go to my link tree, uh, slash the Terry Gamble. Um, it's the best way to find me. I'm all over the internet there. You also find me at horror movie survival guide at, or at our black history. Um, there's links to all of that from my site as well. So. All righty. So we'll put that over in the log notes and, uh, equally, I just should for everyone's transparency, recording this in December, and this is coming should be coming out in February. I think it's going to be the first episode for February. Okay. All righty. So thank you again. It has been a pleasure, and for everyone listening, keep listening here at Untying Knots: Minds and Souls Untethered on Voice America Network. Have a good weekend. Thank you for tuning in for Untying Knots, Minds and Souls Untethered. Be sure to join your host, Perry Clark, for another episode on the podcast coming soon on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 